0: Hmm. Um what's new with me? What's 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 new with me, you ask? So you're sleeping right now. Hoping to keep it that way. We've gotten on a pretty good schedule. I feel like he he will wake up at like five AM pretty much every day, and he will proceed to crawl around the bed and 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 Sophie and I will will be like half awake, half asleep. We're we're awake enough that we're making sure he doesn't fall off the bed as he crawls around. But we're also asleep enough that we're, you know, at least trying to get some shut eye. And um, he, Sawyer will proceed to just crawl around the bed. And his big thing is like when he's happy and excited, he like slaps So he'll, like, just slap us on the face while we're trying to sleep, which is fun. (laughs) Um, But because of the fact that he wakes up so early, uh, usually by, like, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I would say, he's ready for a nap again. Like, as soon as, like, we're, like, getting ready for the day, he's like, all right, no, no, it's it's nap time now. And then, usually, he'll have a bigger nap around 2 o'clock, which is what this is currently. Um, and we'll see how long it lasts. It's, it's a new thing for me for, I'm, I'm trying to actually put him in his crib during those moments, uh, to see if that helps with naps. Cause I, he doesn't nap great with me. Sophie and I have always joked about how he, he naps with her and then he parties with me. And, and, and that's, uh, uh true for a lot of, uh, parents, The mother is sort of the nurturing one. The dad is like the fun one, kind of, uh, at least when they're babies, Um, mainly because of the whole sort of breast milk thing. You know what I mean? Like that they they get so much of of a nurturing vibe from the mother. I mean, so what is the other thing that they go for? They go for a a good, fun time and, and who's there for it? Well, the only person that's not giving me milk and that's daddy, you know, what, is it, what are we doing? This is a podcast about chicken wings and stranger things. So I don't know what, why I need to do that, but sometimes I think it's nice to put a nice little label on, on what's happening with Sawyer as he's growing up, you know? Because in some ways this is a podcast about chicken wings and Stranger Things, but in some ways also it's about the the birth and the growing and the growth of a beautiful young boy named named Sawyer. But also this is a podcast called Stranger Wings. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Stranger Wings, a podcast where we not only deep dive into the world of Netflix's television series, Stranger Things, but we also ask ourselves, how do we like our chicken wings? Now, every two weeks or so, I hope to be taking you on a flight of discovery, and together we will dive into the Stranger Things canon, uncovering and dissecting all that its lore has to offer we'll read the books the comics watch and read the inspirations and hopefully much much more and all the while we'll be eating chicken wings and and you might be wondering when are you going to get back to eating chicken wings well good news today we are Considering it's been about a month since we've reviewed any wings, I thought I thought it would be a good time to do a, an easy one to sort of ease ourselves back into it, and, and one that I've enjoyed in the past is uh, probably uh, I don't know. I feel like I have probably a decent amount to say about it. Is all I, is what I would say there. It, it, it's um. Well, well today we're going to be talking about wings from a brewery here in Iowa. In fact, I believe it's the second largest brewery in Iowa now. Just took that lead a few years ago, edging out the likes of Exile Brewing and Confluence. Uh, a huge brewery Brewery that isn't one of those two, and it isn't, it isn't the largest brewery. So what could it be? Well, of course, today we're going to be talking about Big Grove Brewery. Now, I first had the wings from Big Grove about five years ago or so, I think. Um, I don't remember what I was in Iowa City for, but I was in Iowa City about five-ish years ago for a festival or a tasting or something, and I decided to stop at Big Grove uh, as, as any good craft beer enthusiast does, because there was, there is and there isn't this sort of Camaraderie between breweries, where it's like, hey, we're in this together. We're part of this local brewery, but secretly, it feels like most people are not actually for that. Um, let it be clear, I am for it, but you have to also be nice to me. I, because I do find myself sometimes shit talking some breweries, and I apologize for that, and I and I'll try to be better. But honestly, no promises, because some of the breweries have been real fucking shitty to me. <laughs> um, Big Grove being one of them at, at, at times. Uh, but I, even, even the other day we had, um, I had some customers come in and they were like, Hey, we're in town from Omaha or whatever. And we're, we're looking to stop by some breweries. Here's what we're thinking. We're thinking, Hey, we'll, we'll go to Big Grove after, after this place. Cause it's so close. And then we're also thinking about going to barn town and it's tough to be like, well, here's what I would say. But my response to them was, and they're like, cause we had been talking for a while and they're like, we respect your opinion. Like what, honestly, what do you think about big row? Like we want to, we want to know. And so I, I did kind of give them my, my rundown, my rundown on them. And, and my rundown is, I, I, I think I am, I'm, I'm point negative, but I think it, overall I'm positive. You know what I mean? I have a lot of crit- criticisms, but I, I I think at the end of the day, I come around to being like, this is a positive thing. My, my argument to these, these customers that came in was, and this is very insider baseball stuff. So I apologize if this is super boring. This is going to be maybe a brewery heavy episode, but, um, very specific to my own life and my own career. But, uh, so you yeah, have these people came in and and they said, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I said, here's what I would say. The management at Big Grove is nothing to write home about. I have heard and have seen on countless occasions, um, people of power in that job, uh, treat it like, Hey, how do we just get more money? That's what we're trying to do. We just need more money. We don't care about anything else. That is kind of been my, at least perception of how they have ran their business. And it's also kind of apparent that that's the way they're running their business, considering (laughs) that all they are doing is making money. Um, the, opposite side of that coin though is is that i've known a lot of their brewers and i've known a lot of the people that worked on their production side and i know that those are people that do care a lot about beer for the most part and a lot of them are very knowledgeable about beer and um i think that a lot of the beers they put out considering they are being made on such a big scale are really good beers um i feel like the brewers themselves have done this fantastic task of walking the tightrope between um uh, a big brewery that is is trying to you know cut corners whenever they can and make as much money as wherever they can but also putting out stuff that respects craft beer and respects respects this process and i do have to on some level say if you're looking simply for the experience of trying out a brewery that is... I think doing the best job of being of of turning into a macro brewery they're not really a micro brewery anymore they're slowly turning into a macro brewery yet still holding a little bit of that micro brewery energy you know I think they do a good job of 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 holding on to some of that and granted will that go away in another few years I would say absolutely yes that has been the way that almost any of these macro breweries have become, I mean, we look at things like Sierra Nevada and flat tire and, 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 and all of these other places that I can't think of off the top of my head. And when I mean flat tire, I mean, uh, what is the place called flat tire is new Belgium. That's what I'm thinking of. And, uh, when we think of those places, we think of places that have, have struggled, you know, anyway, the, the first time I had their wings, let me see, um, yeah, five years ago, I was probably in town for a festival, I visited them, despite the weird feelings of that, I, I shouldn't have gone into that whole diatribe, I'll edit it out, probably, maybe, I don't know, um, but, uh, I feel like I had heard that their wings were good before, and, and if I remember correctly, they even had, like, neon signs that pointed out they had wings there so it, it, it was a thing i feel like and i was impressed by the wings i, I was impressed by the flavor i was there's a crispiness to them and, and and it was wings from a brewery you know you don't you don't usually get that great of food at breweries you know there's so much so much work is put into the beer and then once you're drinking let's be honest you're happy to be eating almost anything you know what i mean that's one of the magics about alcohol. And they don't tell you. And they don't want you to know this, but it does make food taste better sometimes. Not always, but but sometimes. Um, but they, I, I had the wings there, and they, and they were good, and I, and I feel like we, I, I went back there maybe a few months later. I would assume with Sophie, and uh, I remember the wings not being quite as good that time, and I, and I really wanted the wings to Impress Sophie the way that they had me, but 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 they but they hadn't. Uh, I mean, Sophie is a, a wing fanatic, and so when she likes wings, she she really likes wings. And and, and and here's the thing we were so early in our relationship that I really wanted to just impress her in general, you know what I mean, and 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 and. Of course nowadays it's not as big of a deal to impress her.'m I'm, I'm, I'm lucky if I just don't embarrass her. you know it, it, at the very least, hopefully I don't embarrass her let, let alone God would I ever impress her. that seems insane. but um, but but but, but flash forward to three years later and um, Big Grove opens. Up their des moines location in july of 2022 it's a huge endeavor it's um they're taking over the the eastern portion of the old historic crescent uh the crescent uh, uh, chevrolet building over on Ingersoll, and the and the place is huge it's uh like 14,000 square feet indoors and it has a 12,000 square feet patio and and it has a nice like little uh overlooking uh, view of of downtown des moines sort of the project was part of a 550 million dollar plan by kraus plus which is um the developmental arm of the des moines based come and go convenience store chain they um they wanted to, I guess, improve Ingersoll, I guess. I, anyway, the, the the building is a big deal, to say the least. It's, it's a big building, and it's a big deal that this this ginormous of a brewery would happen. I also think the other big aspect of this, which also makes it really big, is that this was really the first time a brewery that was almost always known as like an Iowa City brewery made its way to a new city. I feel like before this move, there like if you would think of a brewery, you think oh that brewery is just in whatever Coralville, Iowa, Ames. Like you never really think of them as like oh they have multiple locations, kind of except for Peastree. But even Peastree, it was like Des Moines their like big city one, and then they have two like small city ones. You know what I mean? Like they had one in Knoxville, and I think uh, one in Grinnell. It, which both are like super small towns uh so it didn't really feel quite like the move that big grove is making here you know what i mean and and, and it's funny because there was always talks about you know exile opening a location in the quad cities or, or, or confluence was going to go out west somewhere um it, Back pocket was going to come to Des Moines, which they now have. Um, but 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 Big Grove was the first one to do this, and 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 it felt big for craft beer here in Iowa uh, to me at least. It, it it in a lot of ways it represented a new era for breweries, and in a lot of ways, season one episode five of Stranger Things, the flea and the acrobat also brought in a new era for the show a lot of questions here are answered We're fi- we finally get some understanding about the upside down the upside down itself even gets its name in this episode to me this feels like an episode where where the ball finally starts rolling down the hill it, 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 Those first few episodes, it feels like we're rolling the ball up the hill, and there's a few fun moments here and there, but this is when it's like, all right, we're getting into it. This episode and all episodes of Season 1 of Stranger Wings is brought to you by Kellogg's Eggo Waffles. Mornings are never easy. In fact, they're actually quite hard. But you know what isn't hard after you put them in the toaster? That's right, Eggo Waffles. Egg waffles are soft, fluffy, they're delicious, and they're a great way to start your day. As many of you know, I'm a, a new father. And as a new father, I'm always looking to get my easy wins when I can. And egg waffles is that way. I'm never worried about making a huge mess in the kitchen, long prep times, or super hard food that isn't soft at all and will hurt you. Nothing like that. No, 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 no. In, in fact, you just put eggs in the egos in the toaster. Don't put eggs in the toaster. But if you put eggs in the toaster, that is true. Why are egos so close to eggs? Like I know it's like Lego, right? But where does the name Ego come from? Because it sounds a lot like eggs. It's one letter away from eggs. And eggs is also a breakfast thing. I I will get back to you. I'm going to email my the guy that books me for these commercials right now. And I'll and I'll let you guys know. I'm going to email what? Why? Hey Brian. I should just do a recording an episode. What is up? I was just wondering why you called why you called it ego why you called ego when so close to eggs and send love that now back to the episode And, and it really starts right off from the get-go. The episode starts right where we last ended. Hopper is breaking in to Hawkins' lab. Once again, getting his Indiana Jones moments here, punching guards in the face and sneaking his way into the lab. Hands up. Hands up. Whoa, 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 whoa. You <sighs> forgot all the cameras,
1: but Look, Dr. Brenner asked for me specifically, okay? How else do you think I got in here? What's your name again? It's Jim Hopper. Chief Jim
0: Hopper. Yeah, I've got Jim Hopper here. Come again. your
2: last Hey.
0: To eventually see a, uh, a fissure in the wall, uh, a fissure that we would uh, be one day know as the mother gate uh but but it, it, i mean it's clear that this is a rift a rift between our world and the upside down it's a, a, a portal and um hopper almost like begins to caress the rift and he's slowly sort of peeling back some of the the webbing and the goo and such uh, but before he's able to actually step through the rift he is knocked out and next thing he knows, he's back at his apartment. No idea how he got there, but you know, uh, here is the thing. Personally, for me, why didn't they kill him? You know what I mean? Like I, I know the government. I know the stories of MK Ultra, and if this this facility is supposed to be anything like MK Ultra, they they would have just killed Hopper. Like, I don't care if he's the sheriff of the town. I don't care if he's the most popular person in town. The the That boy got to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they don't kill him. Instead, they bug his house, which Hopper immediately knows. Uh, as soon as he wakes up that morning, he absolutely trashes his home. Um, I mean, as soon as he wakes up, he is just, like, just tearing things apart and, and 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 tearing everything apart I mean like really and it, and it, it seems almost like he does not find the bug until he finds the absolute last thing um the last place that he looks it's 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 like in his overhead light but but what's interesting about this is Hopper's paranoia here feels deep rooted it feels like he's been In almost this situation before, or has known about the this type of situation before. He he knows to look for the bug despite everything. Because he I mean he every time he destroys something, you think to yourself, at this point, you would assume that you're crazy. You know what I mean? Like at this point, you would think there's no there's no bug, like give up. But he keeps going, and that I mean that's part of what him destroying everything in his in his apartment makes so interesting is that he he really he's confident you know what i mean and it does make me wonder what kind of a past hopper has had with this kind of thing you know does does he himself not trust the government after his time in new york maybe i I mean he 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 had to go undercover with the FBI is there more that he learned about the FBI and and, and their dealings you know it, it had me wondering is all and, and if you also are wondering and you have answers you can email me and let me know what the answers are because I'd love to chat about it it's very it was a very interesting scene for me I mentioned it earlier, but uh, another thing that this episode sort of revealed is the the first mention of the upside down. Um, we have two big scenes that sort of introduce us to this idea. One happens in the beginning. Mike, Dustin, and Lucas are discussing what they heard Will say over the radio last episode. And, and Eleven murmurs something under her breath it seems like she's saying upside down, which has then Mike recall when 11 flipped over their dungeons and dragons board to explain where will was. And in and, and the time that she claimed that will was inside his own house and, and then Dustin goes and, and equates this to the concept of, The Veil of Shadows from Dungeons & Dragons. As he describes it, it is a dark reflection of our world, a place of decay and death right next to you, and you don't even see it. The Veil of Shadows is an interesting thing that gets used here. Obviously, we have things like Demogorgons and and, and Vecna, terms from D&D that are used to describe people, places, and things from the Stranger Things world. But the Veil of Shadows is a made-up thing. It, it doesn't exist or really have any connection to D&D. Which, I mean, why exactly was this th- made up for the show is c- unclear, but, but but my guess would be that it, things like Demogorgon are technically not under like Hasbro inter- intellectual property so uh nerd alert the other big scene i would tell you about with the upside down is uh the scene the scene where mr clark does does the 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 pencil through the paper thing you know how in cosmos carl sagan talks about other dimensions like beyond our world yeah sure theoretically right theoretically so theoretically how do we travel there
2: you guys have been thinking about hugh everett's many worlds interpretation haven't you Well, basically there are parallel universes just like our world but just infinite variations of it which means there's a world out there where none of this tragic stuff ever happened.
0: Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Oh. We were thinking of more of an evil dimension, like the Veil of Shadows. You know the Veil of Shadows?
2: Echo of the material plane where necrotic and shadow magic Yeah, exactly.
1: It. If that did exist, a place like the Veil of Shadows,
0: how would we travel there?
2: Theoretically. Well, picture an acrobat standing on a tightrope. Now the tightrope is our dimension, and our dimension has rules. You can move forwards or backwards. But what if right next to our acrobat, there is a flea? Now the flea can also travel back and forth, just like the acrobat, right? Right. Here's where things get really interesting. The flea can also travel this way, along the side of the rope. He can even go underneath the rope.
0: Upside down. down. Exactly. But we're not the flea, we're the acrobat.
2: In this metaphor, yes, we're the acrobat.
0: So we can't go upside down? No. Well, is there any way for the acrobat to get to the upside down?
2: Well, you'd have to create a massive amount of energy, more than humans are currently capable of creating, mind you, to open up some kind of tear in time and space. And then you create a doorway.
0: Like a gate? Sure,
2: like a gate. But again, this is all...
0: Theoretical. But but what if this gate already existed?
2: Well, if it did, I, I think we'd know. It would disrupt gravity, the magnetic field, our environment. Heck, it might even swallow us up whole.
0: Science is neat, but I'm afraid it's not very forgiving. I feel like another show also did that like a year or two later. It was a very weird sort of hive mind thing that happened relativity, yes we
1: can't break the law of relativity we can go around it ship doesn't really go faster than light what it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away huh. well it's, it's difficult to it's all math
2: try us doctor
1: right well uh, using layman's terms use a rotating magnetic field to focus a narrow beam of gravitons. These, in turn, fold space-time, consistent with Vail tensor dynamics, until the space-time curvature becomes infinitely large, and you produce a singularity. Now, a singularity...
2: Layman's terms.
1: Well, fuck layman's terms. Do you speak English? Um... Imagine, for a minute, that this... Piece of paper. No, excuse me. Uh, that's Vanessa, and that's mine. Uh, attractive piece of paper represents space-time, and you want to get from point A here oh. to point B there. Now, what's the shortest distance between two points?
0: A straight line. <laughs>
1: Wrong. The shortest distance between two points is zero, and that's what the gateway does. It folds. Space so that point A and point B coexist in the same space and time. When the spacecraft passes through the gateway, space returns to normal. It's called a gravity drive.
2: How do you know all this? I built it.
0: Okay, all right. What else happens in this episode? Um, Jonathan and Nancy, go looking for a Demogorgon Steve comes by to Apologize to Nancy Which causes um, What is For for me at least for this episode My favorite uh, Needle drop moment Uh, And it's technically not a needle drop But it's just Steve Harrington Singing uh, Take those old records off the shelf I was
2: a total dick
0: you know, with your lover boy from Risky Business? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: What do you think? Just take those old records off the I sit and listen to the by I just... Today's music ain't got the same soul. I like that old time of rock and
0: roll So he sings that song and I... Uh, and, and him singing that is, is delightful. Especially considering, I feel like that his his song from uh, his new song, or the End of Beginning or whatever, is very popular on TikTok right now. It's a song I think kind of. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of about his time in Chicago, but it's also about a lot of other things. But um, uh, that's always, I think, a very fun thing to think about. That uh, that boy did go to the same college as me, and uh, did perform at uh, some of my favorite bars kohl's speaking of in chicago check out kohl's great place to go see shows i feel like i did probably the most dancing of my life at kohl's bar uh and and it's a a huge shout out to them and what else uh there's also uh hopper has a really emotional call with his ex-wife diane The boys have discovered that they can use their Compasses to almost point them Towards where a portal or Rift might be And they start using it Obviously but but they realize that they're Sort of like walking in circles And uh, They discover that the reason They're walking in circles is Eleven has been tampering With their compasses and, And is leading them in A circle Um Lucas I think points this out and and, and ask Eleven why is she doing this and she insists that the gate is not safe she's been playing us from the beginning that's not true she helped us find Will find Will find Will where is he then Huh? I don't see him. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I actually don't. Just think about it, Mike. She could have just told us where the upside down was right away. But she didn't. She just made us run around like headless chickens. Calm down. She used us, all of us. She helped just enough so she could get what she wants, food and a bed. She's like a stray dog. Screw you, Lucas. No, screw you, Mike. You're blind, blind because you like that a girl's not grossed out by you. But wake up, man. Wake the hell up. She knows her willies, and now she's just letting him die in the upside down. Shut up! For all we know, it's her fault. Shut up! We're looking for some stupid monster. But did you ever stop to think that maybe she's the monster? I said, shut up! Ugh. Ugh. Stop! Now get off, you idiot!
1: Stop it! Ugh. Mike, get off! Stop
0: <laughs> and once again, Mike is pissed at L like why did you do that? Oh, I'm yelling at you again and, and that could be seen as kind of shitty and I get it. But it is also like, what the fuck's going on? Like this is some wild ass shit, dude. I mean the so I will say the episode ends with Nancy or Jonathan being stuck in the ups being stuck in the upside down and that's kind of where we'll pick up next time. But I will say the other thing that does happen is Hopper shows up to the buyer's house finally. He's finally like, all right, I'm going to figure something out. And Joyce thinks something's going on. I also think something's going on. And so he like shows up to her house and is like, don't say anything. And he's about to like do what he did before and like search the whole house for bugs. But because she has the, <laughs> the, um, the the christmas lights he's going to have to search every bulb and there's this like it, it seems like it's played as a joke and it and it is played as a joke it's played as a joke where hopper is like oh shit i'm going to have to like open every single bulb of these like christmas lights but at some point i would <laughs> i would just say like hey maybe go outside or something <laughs> like I feel like there's easier ways to do this. Maybe take all the Christmas lights down with her and put them away or something. Like, I don't know. That the the joke is funny, I think, but it 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 did uh it didn't really make sense to me as 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 when I put on my critical mind's hat, uh, I do declare, what the fuck am I doing? Why did I fucking do that? A weird fucking thing to say. Put it on your quiet mind's hat? Doesn't make any fucking sense.
2: Just one more to cry. One tear drop from my eye. You better save it for.
0: Well, if you like this episode, uh make sure you subscribe you can also follow me at Nick Margellos on Instagram, which uh, I'm once again, taking a little bit of a break from, but, uh, I'll be back very soon. I'm sure. Uh, you can also email me at StrangerThingsPod at gmail.com. Feel free to send me questions, comments, concerns. Also, it should be said that this podcast could not have been possible without the kindness, kindness and generosity of, Mr. Joe Curry and his band uh, J D D Joe, um, who graciously uh, donated this song, but also provided a recording space, editing, and audio equipment, and also a whole lot of love, whole lot of love from those boys. Um, thank you, Joe. I really, I do, I really appreciate this. And to all of you out there. Hope you have a great week Uh, Don't be a stranger